This holiday season, Columbia Pictures invites you to share the hopes. I want to do something different. The joys. Oh, I have the most wonderful feeling about tonight. And the dreams. My book. It's publishing my book. Of one of America's most beloved families. Oh, I should have smiled at the women. Winona Ryder. Little Women. Rated PG. At theaters everywhere, Christmas Day. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. That was Little Women from 1994. We're going to be talking about today on Old Millennials Remember Movies. I am your host, Angela Yoshiko, here with Tyler Wilson, my co-host, who loves movies about little women. That's that's true. It is true. <laughs> so today we are going to talk about the Little Women movie from 1994. And we're going to talk about the new movie from 2019. So if you have not seen the new movie from 2019 and you plan on it, or you don't want it to be spoiled, then turn this off and go listen to a different episode. It is, uh, you know, the same story. However, there are different... If you don't want to hear what the, the differences are or how, sure. how it gets approached, then skip this episode or save it for later. But we figured, why not uh, do one of these episodes where we kind of just talk about both uh interchangeably a little bit comparison a little bit uh like we did with our last episode sort of with return of the jedi and the rise of skywalker just because they were similar in a lot of ways anyway. this one's a little bit more similar sure because it's based on the same book same story yeah okay yes. so before we talk about little women mm. what have we been watching recently um answer a lot because it is January. Whew, wasn't sure what month it was. Forgot about that. Which for means second. that it is award season, which means it's time for me to catch up on movies before we sort of pick out our favorite movies of the year, which will be an upcoming episode. We did that last year. If you want to go back and listen to episode, beep. yeah, very soon. In fact, because this year is a weird year, all of these awards are happening a lot faster. I think as we're recording, we are only like a couple of days away from even the Oscar nominations. So. We will be having that episode soon, but you—it's—it's it's been a little unfair to you because you've had to do some catch up. I usually am doing catch up at this time too, but uh, because of my little AMC pass, I was able to kind of catch a lot of this stuff beforehand. But not you, poor you—you're trying. I know it's funny because we have seen more movies in the theater this year. I feel like than previous year together. Yeah, together. Yeah, and uh, I just feel like I missed a lot. So, a couple movies yeah. I've watched recently to catch up include Late Night and Booksmart. You're putting those in the same pile, I hear. Well, they're both funny, and they're both about women, which I think is uh, ties into this episode pretty good, compared to a lot of other movies on my list that I've seen. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I really liked both a lot. I'm not sure which one I liked better, but they were both funny, and uh, I enjoyed them. To recap, we I talked about these previously when I saw them in the theater. They are now, uh, I think, Late Night is on Amazon Prime. Booksmart is on Hulu. Booksmart is like a couple of girls, best friends. They're about to graduate. They've realized that they haven't partied nearly as much as their counterparts and would like to have a little uh, memorable night, so to speak. And so Now that you're saying the plot out loud, I feel like I like the Late Night better. Okay. Well... <laughs> I because think, go ahead. The, the tale of Booksmart was very familiar. Mm. It's just like this is the girl version of Superbad oh, or any comments on the internet about that one. But I mean, it's what it sort of felt like, but not. It felt 
I don't know. What did I say about this that was really smart when we were talking about it? Well, I it, we I remember watching with you again, and it's pr- really funny, and I like the perspective. It's Olivia uh, Wilde. Uh, it was funny. Direct, I did laugh a Directed lot. it, yeah. and the two leads are terrific, I think. But I think we were talking about, and we were, I, I kind of mentioned to you, and I think I mentioned on this podcast when I saw it, like, we are getting to the point where we're, I think we're not on the same wavelength as this generation. It's true. The gap between high schoolers and myself, despite watching a lot of freeform type well, that television shows, the gap has grown. And I think it's a compliment to this movie because I think the the voices in it are very specific and unique to, I think, the modern time. But it was disorienting for me watching it, trying to like get on board with like how the, the environment is and how they talk. It was just a little bit different compared to uh, you know, yeah, okay, super even bad that, ten years ago, but also like the Ferris Bueller Breakfast Club. But, I mean, we've gone through and then the nineties thing. So even that movie Eighth Grade though, was that what it was called? Eighth Grade, I love was easier to connect to. So I don't. It was made by a man and <gasps> oh, written by a man. That's Interesting. Why? But it was a, about a girl. We're so used to this male culture. I guess no, but that was a, a unique movie in that it was this very specific story about a, a girl going in, you know, through eighth grade. But it just happened to be written by, written and directed by a man. But it was uh, very uh, thoughtful, and it seemed very real. Whereas this, I think, is it's it's heightened. It's a more comedic type of movie than eighth grade. Eighth grade is obviously going for more realism. Booksmart is going for laughs. Yeah, and I do feel like the two main characters are are caricatures a little bit. They're a little bit a little bit heavy on their personality types. Yeah. Which is fine, which is fine, and was funny, and was super fun to watch, but, like, I don't know. I, there's a, there's, I'm having trouble saying why it wasn't my there's favorite. A, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of, it's on a lot of people's favorite lists. Yeah, super good. I totally recommend uh, you it. You know, it's just, you know, whatever. We like it, but we don't love it, I guess. Yeah. And then Late Night, you, I, this was a movie when you were talking to me about it. I, didn't, I did not rewatch this one with you. You watched it without me. And I was struggling a little bit to be like, oh yeah, that happened. It's been a while since I've seen it. So, but what is your what were your thoughts on that? It's super funny. So mm-hmm. it's about basically like uh, Emma Thompson's playing like a David Letterman character, mm-hmm. kind of like an older late night interviewer has kind of a set way of doing things. And the times have changed, and she's got to keep up with the times, or she's gonna lose her show. Right. So she brings in this very inexperienced writer and Mindy Kaling. And has to kind of confront, like, her style and herself and where she's at in her career and what's important to her and kind of balance that. And I thought it was just a story that felt believable and relatable, like, even though, you know, I just, yeah. And I laughed out loud a lot. I mean, Kaling's a talented writer. I think I really like her as a performer. We were fans of her on The Office. We were fans of the mini project, at least for a while, and... So yeah, I mean, I, I it's a solid movie. It's hard for me to remember a lot of it. it. It's it's good. I remember it. It also just like disappeared from. I mean, no one saw it. It went away. Um, so did Booksmart for that matter, which is weird. But you know, Booksmart kind of roared back on some top ten lists. Uh, Late night, I think, has largely just been like, yeah, that was solid, but you know, whatever. But I think it's good. I mean, I think if it's worth your time, I just it's hard for me to. Even now, I'm just like, oh, yeah, you really like that. And I'm just like, I can't remember watching it. <laughs> you should watch it again because it was funny. I remember and it being funny. smart. Yeah, I remember it being funny. And thoughtful. All right. So let's talk about Little Women. 
I first. Wanna, oh, I just want to comment on how fast we went through the beginning part of this episode. It wasn't. It was actually eight minutes. Damn it. Okay. So it wasn't fast. I well, mean, normally compared. Normally, you do go on for about 20 minutes. I haven't. So I, that's true. Okay. I haven't watched anything. Little Women from 1994. Before we talk about the movie and the high stats, what, my friend, do you remember? I'll go first. What do you remember is the segment where we sit down before we re-watch the movie and write what we remember about the plot, about watching it, whatever strikes our fancy in that minute. Okay, here's what I wrote. Very fancy. Are you ready? Based on the novel by Louisa May Alcott, this 1994 version of Little Women features Winona Ryder, inspiring me to be a writer and a nonconformist, of which I am currently neither. This is an old-timey movie where Claire Danes gets sick and dies, and little sisters are the worst. I'm looking at you, Snaggletooth. But little, <laughs> sister, but little sisters grow into beautiful women and marry the lifelong family crush. I remember watching this a few times with my older sister growing up, and likely said I didn't like it because it was boring. But, you know, secretly kind of liked it because I had a huge crush on Christian Bale. Wow. Okay. When did you write this? Well, okay, so we went to the movie and we watched the new Little movie. Women. Right. The new one. Then we came home and I was like, man, that movie was fine. And then we were talking about it and I was like, oh, I really like that movie. Then the very next day, I forced us to watch the 1994 version. Didn't we rent it? We had to digitally rent it, which is a first for this podcast, by the way. I do not like to do that. I don't like to do that. I like to have a physical DVD copy that's $3 on eBay, but it wasn't. It's like out of print. It's weird. They've tried to scrub this version from availability, at least on physical media, so where I, you could rent it for like $1.99 yeah. on Amazon. But <laughs> So I wrote it after seeing the new one, but before watching it, the old one again. Well, I ask you this. I wasn't trying to call you out in that I... I don't have a what do you remember on my sheet. <laughs> like, I did not write it. You were probably too busy renting the movie. Maybe. You were writing it, but then I thought, like, I don't know. So I, I did not write one. And then I closed my computer and took zero notes. Okay, so then I thought, like, okay, well, we're just flying by the seat of our pants on this one. No, so, okay. So what I will say, then, is that I uh, I did not read the book as a young person. Neither did I. Okay, you feel like you haven't. I was wondering if one of us maybe did it in I school at some point. I maybe started reading it, but I definitely didn't like finish it. And then I don't have a specific memory of seeing this movie, 90, 1994 version, or any version of Little Women, really. Uh, and to, to, in fact, when we went to the new one, I was kind of thinking like, okay, well, I don't think I've ever really actually experienced this story in any way. And then we started watching the new one. I was like, well, I can know the story. So the old one? The new one? Yeah, right. we went to the oh. new one, and I was like, no, I know the story. I must have seen a version. And then when we rented this, I was like, this is the version I've seen. For sure. I don't know when. This is the kind of a first where I don't even have a real memory of when this happened. It was sure. probably a long time ago, though. But I don't remember. My favorite part of this movie is, 94. We have to be careful to not confuse ourselves. When Snaggletooth... Stop saying that. I think that's insulting to her. It is super insulting. Yeah. Well, you've been saying that for years about... Yeah. You're talking about Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Is when she grows up and becomes a different actress. Samantha Mathis. And is suddenly gorgeous. So I thought, I think at the age of 10, like, I'm a fugly little fourth grader. I can definitely grow up to be beautiful. You're saying that Kirsten Dunst, you don't think was a, I don't, she's no, a child she's, in this movie. She's a child and she's like the annoying little sister. Does and she have she a snaggletooth? Grows- what are you talking about? 
Well, you know what I'm talking no, about. No, I don't really know what She's you're talking about. She's got this, like, tooth that sticks out. You know, you've said this for years, and I still and have you know not really seen it. And you that some of my best friends have that same tooth that sticks out, and so I'm just, like, a horrible person. I don't see it in them, but in her, ugh. I don't know. I still don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Would you like me to Google it for you? <laughs> I guess, but, like, What's your does name? that a big... What, I don't, what do you mean a snaggle tooth? It goes out farther? It means it's like her tooth sticks out and it snags on things. I'm, I'm going to go on record and say that Kirsten Dunst, uh, in her current form, is a perfectly lovely uh, God, young she's woman. She's such an ass-kisser. Well, she's perfectly lovely. She's fine. And a good actress, I think. So, I don't know what your hatred is for. <laughs> Let's see, which picture would you like to see? I don't know what you're saying. I don't really think I know the, understand the phrase, even. It's her tooth sticks out. I, when you say snaggle tooth, I just think of like woolly mammoth. I don't know why, and I don't see that about her in that description. So I don't know, or like a saber tooth tiger. Fixed since then, but if you look at the before picture on the left, she had it fixed. What are we talking about? She has about? these teeth out here that stick out. Okay. Like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like she's like a vampire. She wasn't she a vampire in another she movie? She was in the interview with a Maybe vampire. Maybe you're just thinking those pictures are from no, that movie. It's not. Wow. Okay. I don't know. She was in Jumanji. She was. Are we going to watch that? Because I love that She movie. was in a previous episode, Small Soldiers. Huh? <laughs> she was in the previous oh, yeah, episode, yeah, 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 yeah. Small Soldiers. She sure was. Okay. Um, now you can do uh, high stats, but then, I, then I'm going to have to ask you to do something else. Not a game. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> I'm riveted. Can't, I can't wait. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not anything. I okay, just Little need Women you to do something for me. Came out in 1994. Release date? It was released, as you heard in the trailer, on Christmas Day, Ooh. 1994. Kind of like the new one was released wide, at least, in, on Christmas Day. Yeah, it is rated PG. PG clocks in at two hours. Yeah, just about one hour fifty five minutes. Yeah. It's an appropriate time, right? It is directed by Gillian Armstrong. Gillian Armstrong? I don't know how to say people's names, sorry. Um, it was written ha, by Louisa May Alcott, the novel. <laughs> she wrote the novel. And Robin Swickord, who wrote the screenplay. So there was a, a female director and a female screenwriter. Yes. So there you go. That's something. They had apparently been trying to get their get it done. And with producer Amy something or other. Pascal? Yep. Got it. Um, for like 12 years. Mm. And then finally, I think Amy produced uh, a couple big movies that I just read and now She's notable. Yeah, she's a notable producer. Got the clout to finally get this one done. Anyway, stars Susan Sarandon, Winona Ryder, Kirsten Dunst, Claire keep Danes. You keep me, going. You want me to keep I need. Going. I need all these people. Uh, Gabriel Byrne. Yep. Uh, Christian Bale, mm-hmm. Eric Stoltz. <laughs> Eric Stoltz is funny in this movie. That's good enough. Okay, so what I'm going to need you to do is to, since you have some documents open, I just I don't need you to give me a plot or anything. I just need you to tell me the the four sisters' names because these are the notes I didn't. I was taking like actors' notes, and so I just need to know the order of the kids of the the, the sisters so I can oh I keep can this actually, stuff straight. I can actually answer this. Okay, great. I just the want to make sure. The oldest sister, yes, um, is Meg March, and that is played by Trini Alvarado. And in the new film, is played by Emma Watson. Correct. Correct. Okay. Okay, and then it's Joe March. That's Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. And in the new film, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Okay. And then it's Beth March. Beth Marsh. Beth. She's the one who dies. Spoiler alert. 
played by Claire Danes. She plays it the whole movie, right? Yep. And in the new film, it is a familiar actress, but she's not like a huge name. I can't yep. remember her. And then the youngest sister is Amy. And she is played by Kirsten Dunst when she's a kid right. and Samantha Mathis when she's And in the new one, it is played by Flor- Florence Pugh, who's had an incredible year. It is weird that she's pl- like the movie, the new movie at least doesn't really describe her age, but they just put her in like these like kid bangs or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she plays both versions. Uh, but she's had an incredible year. She was in Midsommar, which is a favorite of ours Midsummer. so far. It's Midsommar. There's an A Midsummer. at the end. Just call it Midsummer. Midsummer. Why are you calling it like that? Because there's an A-R at the end. No, there isn't. Yeah, look it up. <laughs> it's Midsummer. What, is it really? You've been making fun of me for saying it this way for months. No, it is. It's, and it's A-R. Yeah, it's A-R. And she's in Fighting With My oh, Family. You know she's had an incredible year. Wikipedia will tell me how to pronounce oh, it. Oh, great. Won't well, it do the thing? Well, oh, I don't know. What no. are you talking about? Sometimes it puts the enunciation. I'll tell you what it's always asking me to do is pay them $3 or something. Okay. <laughs> Wikipedia. I, I donated to Wikipedia once. Did you really? Yeah. Well, good for you. I Seems... use Wikipedia a lot. Well, everybody does, but I mean, they I didn't know like anybody donated. They have like hosting they got to pay for. I understand that people contribute art- their editing to the articles for free, but they got to pay for all that to be hosted. Somewhere. I am not making any kind of critical statement. I was just making, was just, that's what they put on the screen for a good month. It's just like, hey, give us $3. And I'm like, okay. I have not given them $3. Okay. Okay. More li- okay. In a way, though, I've given him a dollar fifty, though. So that's the cast, and also Marmy is the mom. Susan Sarandon in the old film, uh, the wonderful Laura Dern in the new film, mm-hmm. uh, and then we have Lori, who is the next door neighbor slash family crush that I refer to, played by Christian Bale in the old one, and Timothy Chalamet in the new one. This yeah. is always this this gets me a little bit because a lot of people refer to him as Lori, but he's also like he's Theodore. Blah, 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 and it's just and a thing. And so, uh, what's her name? Joe calls him Teddy. Right. So She's there's just the a, one who calls him Teddy. There's a lot of names going around. Yeah. And then in the old one, um, the oldest sister falls in love with the tutor of Lori slash Teddy, and his name is John Brooke, and he's played by Eric Stoltz in the old one. And he... Who you were super distracted by. Because it's Eric Stoltz, who's in lots of movies from this era, of course, but he's got that red hair, and it's right when he shows up, it's just like this comical short... Mm-hmm. Like, I think his red hair kind of works when it's, like, longer. Mm-hmm. When he's got this very prim and proper haircut, oh, man, it's just, uh... I just couldn't help but laugh at it every time I saw it. But he's not um, bad, I'm just... And then in the old one, I don't know, let's see who plays the dad, but in the new one, the dad is played by Better Call Saul... Who doesn't really appear in the movie until oh, quite a, well, neither in neither version the dad doesn't really appear, but it is a hilarious uh, just reveal about an hour and twenty minutes into the yeah. new Little Women where here comes uh, Bob Odenkirk and listen I love Bob Odenkirk I think he's incredible on Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad and all the things he's done but he's super distracting in Little Women he just yeah. kind of comes in he's like oh my girls my Little Women <laughs> he does yeah. like a laugh but he does a Better Call Saul I don't know I just can't do it. Yeah. If I have one criticism of, I mean, spoiler for this discussion, I absolutely adore the new Little Women movie, minus my one quibble of Bob Overkirk being distracting. <laughs> totally. And then the um, the aunt is played by uh, in the old movie Florence, a notable Patterson? person, but I can't remember the name. I think I just said it. Okay. And then the new film. Oh no, film. no, Mary Wicket Wicks. Mary Wicks plays Aunt March. Okay, and Aunt March in the new film is played by your favorite actress. Meryl Streep, and she's so playing Meryl the like that like the version of Meryl Streep that I like to make fun of. 
they were like, man, that popular podcast, that gal, that Angela gal, she's always making fun of Meryl Streep. You know what she would be really good in? is the she, Angela does the voice of Meryl. And I think yep. it would be really great in Little Women if Meryl Streep played Aunt Marge. Oh, I'm Meryl Streep. Oh, oh, I'm just like, oh, I'm just doing a voice and I'm like a character. It Well, and then when we were watching the movie, there's even a point very early on when Meryl Streep makes a face and it is like the Ugh. face that you do. Like, yes. like she, it was almost like she was reaching out to the screen and being she like, She was channeling hey, me. Angela. Fuck you. Fuck I'm a you. celebrated actress, and here I am playing oh, the version that you make fun. I can even play the version that you hate of me. Yes. Here I am. I am the most celebrated actress of our time. Yes. She's good in the part. She's funny. Oh, you liked her. You laughed at these her scenes. You thought she was good. I'm just did saying. I? Yeah, you did. You enjoyed her. I feel like She's I not in very much. I feel like the few scenes she was in, that, that <clears throat> my eyes were rolled back so hard, I couldn't really see her very well. Oh, she saw you rolling her eyes, and she's like, fuck you, She's Angela. like, I'm in the street. I'm in oh. Well, that's the part. That is the part. She's just fucking obnoxious. lady that thinks everybody, all the women Why need to get married off and be being rich. Why does that part have to be played rich? by Meryl Streep? Because it's a celebrated adaptation. This is a... You know who why should not? have played it? Hmm. Susan Sarandon. <laughs> Full circle. She hasn't been doing a lot of stuff lately, Susan Sarandon. Full fucking circle. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about... Uh, well, how do you want to go about this? Because what I think the new one does improves this story so much more. Like, but I, let's just first state. Yeah. That this movie is a good movie. It's solid. I'm not going to... I don't want to knock mean, this movie. considering the types of movies that were coming out in the 80s and 90s. Right. This is a great movie. And there is a... And an important movie. There's a lot of versions of Little Women from years ago. Like, this is not the first... You know, there's several of these adaptations. This was, this was the was, best take on it, though, at the time. It is a very... I would say it is very loyal to the, the source material. It is trying to be the version that makes sense. Like it's the, what I describe it as is like the version that if you don't want to read the book in school, but you're forced to read the book in school, you watch this movie and you like pass the test. Cause it gives you the beats. It gives you the, the it, you know, it's, it's knocking over the, the pillars. You know what I mean? Yes. It's by the I numbers a little it's, bit. It's different than the old movies that were all focused on like the romance of the girls. That's true. Okay. And this movie shifts into really focusing on like their women who want to who are they going to become what are they going to become when they grow up and they all want to grow up to become something different mm -hmm. and this movie does that whereas i think the old ones did not okay and i think winona Ryder, who got an oscar nomination is fantastic for this role is very good as joe and anchors the movie very well i like all that what is weird is that we watched, I mean, I've seen this movie before, but I hadn't watched it, but we went and saw the new movie before we watched this other one. And I just feel like the new movie crushes the narrative so much better. Well, it that... better. It's like 30 years later. The storytelling better be more on point. The, you know, she had this producer, same producer. I feel like, though, that a lot of other directors would do it the same way. In a in maybe in a linear fashion, yes, and it would be you know okay bigger bigger set piece uh, cinematography where you get like some of the things that we see in the new version I think would exist in a version made by another director, but I I think that the way that Greta Gerwig unlocks the story is kind of brilliant because this is look I mean this is not on paper a story that I have a lot to necessarily relate to mm -hmm. or or anybody really it's set in the past pretty significantly 
the plights and the situations of these girls, I mean, other than their own sisterhood, I mean, it's changed, right? I mean, the whole attitude of that time period was, uh, you know, we're going to marry these girls off, and really it's only Joe who's like, I'm not going to do that. I don't feel that way. But then what does the 1994 version do? What does the book do? They spend some time marrying her off, right? But not to the person that you predict early on. Right. Not to the the match that makes sense initially. So the whole... Because the movie's in two parts. Uh, when they're younger, living in their house together, when their dad is off for war, and the relationship that kind of builds between Joe and Lori, played by Christian Bale, right? So that's the first half. And then the second half, they're adults. Uh, the, the girls go their separate ways. Joe re- re- essentially rejects Lori because he doesn't feel like it's a fit. She doesn't want to do this. She wants to be a famous writer. She wants to be independent, right? Mm-hmm. And the other girls have different attitudes, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so then Lori kind of shifts his attention to the older version of... I'm going to need you to keep be straight on these girl, these names. The youngest daughter. It's Florence Pugh in the new movie. Amy. Samantha Mathis. Okay, Amy. Right. So what's weird in the 1994 version is that there are a few scenes in the tail end of the uh, first half where Christ- Kirsten Dunst is playing Amy. And Christian Bale is there and she's kind of fawning over him. And there's just like this exchange of dialogue that's uh, it's just awkward, right? Yes. It's like, oh, well, I could see you in a couple of years or blah, blah, blah. Because then there's a time shift and the actress changes, which is good. But then they're, you know, falling in love, essentially, right? And it's just a little bit weird. <laughs> he's I like, mean, I'm going to marry that little girl. It was creepy because she's supposed to be like 10 and he's like 16. And by the way, not that unusual for the time period. Yeah. <laughs> and the age gap isn't that big. It is It's like when child older. Kirsten Dunst in like adult Christian Bale. I think there's value in the new one having Florence Pugh play both and not her quite looking too young because she can't because she's, I don't know, she's 21. I think there's value in the in the child playing being played by an entirely different character. So it's like, now she's a grown-ass woman. Maybe, but I don't get a sense in the new one that uh, Amy is too, too underage for this situation to happen. She seems older. I mean, she's she's being played by an adult. Well, I think that's a, I think that's a good thing. (laughs) I I don't know, because there was one scene, Mm -hmm. um, the, like one of the, the big dramatic scenes of the sisters when they go to a dance without Amy and she gets super furious and threatens to make her pay. And it's a temper tantrum that reminded me of our eight year old. And I thought, God, she really does come off like a 10 year old in this scene. So I don't know. It's just weird having an adult play a child like that. I'll give you that. That, that is a little weird. bit weird because I was like, man, she does a really drastic thing because she ends up like burning her whole story she or whatever. She does. And the temper tantrum was very, I thought, very accurate, but just was weird. It's a little weird. It plays better a little bit with Kirsten Dunst. Florence Pugh's so good in the role that I have a hard time even you criticizing that scene a little bit. But that's okay. I see where your point is. That's a fair point. Um, So... We're dancing around this a little bit. What the new Little Women does is, rather than doing first half, them all living together, second half, them branching out, the movie kind of folds over itself a little bit, and there's these scenes that kind of connect together from different time periods. And it doesn't really even... There's one line, there's one on-screen title that says, like, eight years ago. But then, for the most part, the movie just kind of makes these shifts naturally. And I could see some people maybe being a little bit confused at first, but there's enough 
of a color shift. There's enough of the makeup and the things that make them look older. There's and also just location like what's shifts happening. Right, it's it, pretty obvious. It becomes pretty natural. But I, what I love about it is that it really does kind of open up like the predictability of the story a little bit, and it connects things that matter a little bit more. Like you can get a sense of of things that are happening in their life as adults that reflect upon or they comment on or they're doing because of what they learned at a certain age before. So when you line them up, uh, it adds to, I think the drama and I think it just creates a more entertaining narrative. It does. What I like about it is that I do like how it hops around and you're right. It does make it a more of an emotional connection from when they were kids, which it is crazy. Just how we, as people, Spend 18 years with our families and then so many years without our families. But those years are so impactful and, you know, are just like the core of us. And even you and I were hitting the mark where like we've been together like 18 years versus the 18 years we were with our families. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, God, but it's our years together don't feel as big as our years as kids. Those feel so foundational. Mm hmm. So I feel like this movie does a really good job of not just being like, first A, then B, then C. It's more like, okay, this is how, you know, this ties together and how it connects emotionally, which I think brings a bigger emotional punch because of that. I think the character of Joe is especially successful because of this, because you get a sense of her struggling to do what she wants to do based on, like, informed by her aspirations and what she kind of chose to do with Lori and how that progresses so i really like that i think amy works too because it uh creates just a better uh, i just i like how you can kind of connect her whole attitude about being married and it being okay that this is the kind of life that she wants without it being so kitty i guess in the first half right yeah because you're getting a both of that and and she has a i think she has a stronger independent voice as an adult in this movie i think her her work as like an artist is better conveyed. Totally, um, I like that. And then the other big thing that I really like is the character of Beth, who's Claire Danes in the old version. And I feel like when we were watching this old version, and I, I was struggling through this period of the movie because it just feels like in that version, Beth exists to die. Like her storyline is to get sick, to recover, yep. and then a few years later she dies. Right. Yep. Whereas I think in the new one, it really. She, makes her a she's character. Bigger. She's got more character. Her for sure. her piano stuff, I think, is so much better fleshed out. In part because she gets a few of these small scenes where she's playing piano at the neighbor house where Lori lives, and it's Chris Cooper who's just great in a few short scenes because he's lost a daughter, and I just it really kind of strengthens that whole storyline. And, and then also in the new movie, she's a way better piano player. Oh yeah, that's another thing. Like she's not a great. She's playing like Christmas tunes in the old version, Which I think right? Is important to this character right. to actually give her something valuable. Yeah, because she's like, oh, she just likes to, she likes she to play the piano. She like, dinks around on the piano Where, in the old one. And in, in this, she's talented, and this is yes. something that matters to her, and it, it is a part of her being. And then I think, for me anyway, I just find it so brilliant how they actually bring about this um, illness uh, and how she, at one point, recovers from it. And then later in life succumbs to similar problems with it, right? Yep. And Greta Gerwig frames – I mean it, the book does the similar – I mean it's all the same storyline, right? But the way that it lines up, it creates this situation where you're watching her at the same time both get sick and get better and everybody's kind of 
um, able to move on from that. Relieved and happy and celebrating. But then lining it up directly at that same point where she dies and having that just be completely devastating. And I think the movie gets an amazing mileage out of Laura Dern, who's playing Marmy. And listen, I like Susan Trandon a lot, but, uh, I think the scenes are a little bit better written for her. She actually gets to have a voice in the new movie. She's got a couple good scenes with Joe where she's kind of talking about her internal turmoil, but then it's just the power of Laura Dern in the scene where we do finally lose Beth and she just, I mean, she doesn't need to do much to kind of convey the emotion of that. But then what I love about, what I love, 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 love about the Little Women movie is this, this moment where she's died, right? We've seen her live, we've seen her die, and then almost the very, I feel like it's almost the very next scene. Joe is Sir Sharonin's looking out the window and we've jumped back again and she's watching Beth through the window. Like someone that we've just lost is now in her memory, which mm-hmm. I thought was just incredibly powerful. It was almost more, it's almost sadder to see that sequence play out than her actual death scene, which she's actually off screen for the reveal. Mm-hmm. And I just found it to be just moving in the way that, in, in a very modern way of, of telling it, like this, this universal loss, right? It was, but told in such a, unique and and modern way and um yeah god it's so good (laughs) that's all i can say it's why it's hard it was hard going back and watching this 94 version with this memory watching this amazing new version Mm -hmm. it's tough it was tough and i don't want to dog on the old one very much because it is doing the story and it's doing it well with good actors so you know it's not definitely not a a bad bad thing yeah it doesn't deserve to be written off but it's definitely been upgraded (laughs) i would say yeah um, Which I think, like, as an artist, you want if you're if you're gonna have a book and someone's gonna film it eighteen times, you want each time it gets told to be told in a slightly different and better. I didn't way. want I didn't want to be a dick, but like when Greta Gerwig made Lady Bird, which is a great movie that she it's original screenplay, and then this was announced as her next project. I I was the dick in my head, being like, well, I mean, why? Like, why you? Why do we need another little? Women we don't need another one. You said why are why are you and why are you doing it? Like, we can have another Little Women. That's fine. Like, but why are you doing it? Like, you have such an original vision. You've made this incredible movie on your own. Why do it? And then I feel like you watch five minutes of this new one. You're like, oh, I get it. I get why oh. she wanted to do it, mm-hmm. and then why she's perfect for it. Because I don't know. Like, we were <laughs> so that what the fun part of watching this movie with you. Is the evolution that we've become? Ah, because uh, when you were watching it, and then after, you were not thrilled with it. Because I feel like you, you know the story, and so you're just like whatever. But there was a point where, um, there's, I think it might have been like the scene where they go to the ball. Meg and Joe go to the ball, and Joe's ripped her dress, and it plays out the same in the old movie. But it, it's just the way it's done in the new movie is, is I think, very good. Chalamet takes Joe out side and they dance outside while they're dancing inside and i was just like i think initially we were we were a couple minutes late to the movie mm-hmm. so we had a little bit more of a uh getting settled in especially with the jumping timelines but at that point i look over at you and you're just like you're like huffing almost <laughs> i think i was for sure and then you're just she's just like i think you're trying to make a face at me like oh what are we in for because even the, before we went and saw this like i don't know like you were like i don't know do we really want to go to this i don't know if i like what i was like i thought you really wanted to go blah, blah blah so then we almost wavered and then you're like huffing like i think you're looking at me like the confirmation of like well we shouldn't have done this and you made that huff and then i was just like i am loving this yeah i was like <laughs> oh shit he's getting super sucked into this i was and i was hooked pretty fast and i just think it never really like gets 
And there's never a bad Okay, part. well, one thing that I didn't love about the new movie okay. was the casting of Laurie slash Teddy. You're not a shallow maniac, I guess. Not because he's not a good actor, mm-hmm. and not because he didn't do a good job. Mm-hmm. I just don't like the casting. I just don't like it. And sometimes, as an audience viewer... I can have a problem with the casting because you're like you're because you have a memory of Christian Bale, or you just think yeah. he should be older looking. Um, okay, my problem with it is that with the jumps in time, mm-hmm. he looks twelve years old from in every single scene. In every single scene, well, he's not supposed to be twelve at all in the movie. By no, the way, he's supposed he, to be like eighteen. Yeah, and he looks twenty six. He is not viable as like an adult at all <laughs> the whole fucking time. So that was a little distracting, and it's hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely seeing that multiples of these girls are falling in love with him. I like Ugh. I like his combination with Florence Pugh. That one is more... Is but Which is weird, because Saoirse Ronan and Florence Pugh, I think, are pretty close to the same age. But And, and by the way, Saoirse Ronan just played a high schooler in Lady Bird, so it's like, okay. It felt like they got Hermione, and then they're like, let's get another Harry Potter-looking guy. <laughs> Harry Potter. Emma Watson's good. We shouldn't we shouldn't disregard I'm her. She's so good in this movie. I'm not disregarding her. I'm yeah. just saying that like he doesn't f- he doesn't fit in this fucking movie. So it was distracting. So one complaint. He did a good job acting. It's just he's got like a schmarminess to him. And you're you know you're totally entitled to that opinion. But I did warn you. But you're wrong. That no, I don't I don't feel strongly about this either way. Honestly, I think he's good in the movie. Whatever he does look young. But I just warned you that there's the sh- the uh, maniacs out there. They love the man, and you've just got to be careful. You might get uh, shivved on the street because they love him, and if you criticize him, you might get uh, shivved. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, he's of course they love him. He's like cute him. and little. Like he's like a little cute little guy, and a little adorable. You put him in your pocket. And I wonder if that you had seen "Call Me by Your Name," the kind of his big uh, breakout uh, role, if you would feel differently because he is quite good in that um he plays a young man he's a good actor i just didn't really buy him as someone that kind of exuded any sort of like sexy charm that would you know versus bale oh i mean christian bale but that's so weird now because christian bale is such a chameleon as an actor now where even when you know he's them he finds a way to like oh we just talked about this with ford v ferrari a movie we didn't, we oh liked God, that movie, totally but true. then a movie we didn't really like, Vice, he's still very good as Dick Cheney because he's able to disappear in it. And in all these, I mean, I, uh, the boxing movie he made, I mean, all these movies, he's, and I mean, he's bat, he was Batman with the gravelly voice. I mean, it's just, to me, it's weird. I think he's good in that the old movie. Don't get me wrong, because I think he's a good actor and he's good in everything. But I just find that funny that he's swoon worthy, knowing what we know of him as this, this like. Of course, he's swoon worthy. Up this big time, like disappearing act type of actor, right? Yeah. Um, but speaking of him, I did very much prefer the breakup scene uh, in the new one versus the old one by like a billion percent. Better location, I think that again, this is a disadvantage of the '94 version. Even like the ice skating scene where Amy falls through the ice and the new. This is a bigger scale, 
better locations, I had way more money, more money, like more. Support. It's opened up. It's yeah. just got. It's gorgeous to look at. I feel it, like everything is on point. They were sort of scrapping it together, and people kind of wrote yeah. them off. And look, costuming is really strong in that '94 movie. The score, which was Oscar nominated, is very good. Still very good. A very memorable score. And and yeah, it's well acted. So you know, I they, but they probably did have less money. And whereas this one is opened up, we've got. And yeah, it's just it's got a more modern take on it. Yeah, it's set in a different. The old version breakup scene is in some wooded. It looks like a set, right? Yeah. The ice skating rink, Next same thing. The other, the new one is on this like hill and this mountainside. Oh yeah, I mean, what are you gonna do? It's just uh, top notch. The other thing that we need to kind of maybe finish on. It's a big topic, but finish on is the way these movies end, because in the '94 version, it is very much the linear story. And it includes Gabriel Byrne coming in uh, as, like, a... Which, honestly, I never liked growing up. I didn't, uh, okay. I didn't quite understand, because I was probably <laughs> only, like, 11 or 12 when I saw this. Right. I didn't really understand who the fuck he was. Okay. And I was like, and he's really old. He's I was old, like, he's... I don't understand. Christian Bale's so hot. Why is she not going for him? And it is it's supposed to be an older man. He mm-hmm. is someone who has taken an interest in her writing uh, and his serves as sort of a mentor to that, right? In the new movie, it's not anybody that I'm familiar with as the actor. You could probably tell me the name, but um, but it's very different, right? This is kind of the big narrative uh, gambit that uh, Greta Gerwig pulls off because in the old version it is a very much a traditional romance that eventually blooms and it's a little bit weird because it's a little bit mm-hmm. because yeah. no go i mean if you have a he the way that like it's the same like he criticizes her writing cuz she's writing a bunch of like uh, horror uh murder type stuff cuz it sells right and she's you know she's, she's just like trying to make into money that. yeah and uh he criticizes that work and then it, she doesn't take kindly to that, but eventually, you know, the romance forms, right? And she decides that he's right, I guess, because he needs to write something better or different or not that. You know, okay. But it's weird because then the movie takes, like, that offense, but then, like, it becomes a thing where the scene that bugs me is, like, he takes her to the opera or something, and he's explaining it to her. Like, oh, this is this part and this part, and she's enthralled by it, and they're falling for each other. When I'm just like... She's a like she's she reads she's like she doesn't need the opera. She's explainer. been writing plays since she could pick up a pen. And so yeah, she doesn't understand the language it's in, but like it's that's people that understand storytelling understand yeah, what's happening. It was happening. super man. It, it was like the original uh, mansplaining. mansplaining, right? Yeah, it, and yeah. so and I think again we were watching this movie second to the third, the last one we just saw, and so all of this play is very odd. Gabriel Byrne, a, an actor I, I I like, but it seems just odd for this you know role. What he was great in stigmata <laughs> you always say that and that movie's not particularly good but it's whatever. right up my alley okay here's what i remember about the 94 version and the ending mm-hmm. i think by the point it gets to the opera i'm getting bored and, and it is i think when it's i was dry. growing up i kind of stopped watching it and then i would tune in at the end and be like what the fuck she's going for this guy i don't get it and i never i never liked it meg is out of the movie in the 94 version yeah she's gone beth has disappeared and then comes back to die essentially for a scene that i actually thought was going to be the drawn out but it actually isn't as drawn out in 94 as i would have thought it would have been given how the movie was kind of stacking up yeah so that's fine but uh yeah it's just so odd and it's but i mean it's a story right so in the new film Mm-hmm. 
which I, I mean, I guess there are purists that would probably disagree with this line, uh, this approach, but I think it's great because what she essentially does is she has this relationship with this guy. He tells her something she doesn't like. She leaves. She knows he's kind of right. And I think that that's an important thing for her to learn. And she does inspire her to write this other thing about her sisters. And he, but that's it. Like there's no romance particularly. They don't even really set that up in the beginning elements of this relationship. And she doesn't send the book to him to have him get right. it published for her. She sends it to the publisher. She goes, and the movie actually, the little bit part we missed is the opens with her kind of going into this office to meet with this editor. It's mm-hmm. Tracy Letts, who is uh, just recently great in Ford v. Ferrari. And he is telling her, like, well, this is not very good you, you know nobody wants to read this there's a quick scene of him like his girls reading it or whatever and then they go back to this negotiation right and he is just like what's with the what's with this ending like the, the younger daughter gets the hunk and this girl gets nothing like marry off make her marry have her marry the tutor or whatever she's like no that's ridiculous like just make it it's happy people like they need a romantic ending blah 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 yeah. and so we get the sense that she's writing the story differently than her real life went and that she is and then we see a scene in which uh this guy the tutor the not a tutor whoever he's like another he's a professor professor the professor sorry he comes and and you know does the whole sweeping off the feet business and they get married and she opens the the school and out marches a house and blah 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 same ending but we're getting the sense that she has concocted this story you don't even get to see them open the school in the old movie they talk about it. And They're then, in the building, right? Yeah. No, she. the movie ends with them, with her running up to him and saying, oh, well, they mention it, I'm yeah. not married and I want to open the school. Right. And then they kiss and then that's fucking end. Run it's weird. credits. You're like, oh, that, that, oh, that's the ending? Okay. So I, I, I just love this because it, it, it does, I, I just feel like, and Greta Gorbuk to her credit in the movie has not set up this romantic thing at all. So that mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like so you're not expecting it anyway, right? They've maybe like flirted a little bit, a little bit, but it, it, she's made it so like her version of Joe is not someone who's going to to marry off and do this. She's just not going to sacrifice. That's why she left Lori in the first place, even though she kind of regretted that later when she starts to waver, right, and feel like, well, maybe I should have had the stability because she talks about being lonely, which I think was really kind of powerful I, I love all that that was probably my one of my favorite scenes in the movie was that it's after her sister dies she's like fuck i'm gonna be lonely yeah. and alone maybe i should take him back up on his offer and she's talking to her mom mm-hmm. and she's like i think i'm gonna tell him and her mom doesn't tell her to or not to her mom just listens but knows that she's going to do it and then Amy comes back with Lori and yeah. they, she sees them together and Joe and the mom just have this moment where Joe's hugging her sister and she makes eye contact with her mom and her mom can see that her heart is just broken. Yeah. And she just gives her that like, Laura Dern, just looks so just like, I see you. This sucks. I love you. Just in like a, just a two second look where her heart is broken, but she's... Yeah. Laura Dern's oh, going to win the so Oscar good. for Marriage Story, but I feel like part of it is just like, well, yeah, but she's really good in Little Women, too. We'll just, it's like a lump and a, like a career award, right? So good. She's good. She, the mother-daughter stuff in this movie is just... And she's like, I'm lonely. I don't, I don't want to be lonely. Mm-hmm. And I, 
I love that. It's the, that's just enough of the strong character to feel like she can still person. want this. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to like, and I think that's more than just like her. That's so more much more powerful than just having her like fall in love with a guy. Yep. Because he makes a story and like the big climax to the movie, really the big cathartic moment is watching her her book get printed. And I just really like all that. The other thing in that same scene that I just love, and it it's in the previous scene, but maybe it just it's my adoration for this new version. But like, there's just this offhand remark of being like, "Love us, you know, it's a sister's love," or nothing's like that kind of. It's handled in both movies. The new version, just ah, the acting in it is so good. It's really power. It's just like this moment where you are reminded of Beth's absence in a way that is um, a little bit more subtle and not on the nose, but just... Oh, yeah, because Amy's nervous to tell Joe that she's marrying Teddy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I was afraid you'd be mad. And Joe just says, like... I can't be mad. You're my sister. You know, basically, nothing stronger than the love of your sister. And then there's just yes. a beat. And it's like... Right. Yeah. They, and then they she feel... shares that moment with her mom. Right. That's the same. It's oh, yeah. so good. It's the whole scene. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it's okay. It's a big change. Uh, but I think the author uh, kind of famously, maybe, maybe correct me if I'm wrong or someone will correct me if I'm wrong, is famously not, was not married. I mean, even though she wrote this ending, she was not herself. Uh, nope. Have that. And She did not get married. She kind of died sort of young. She Her sister died mm-hmm. kind of like in... When she was older, but she raised her niece for a little while before mm-hmm. her niece. She died when her niece was eight, though. So she died kind of alone and lonely. Yeah. So, I mean, in a way, I, I just, I like that this is a, a better, I just like this end for Joe better. And I, I just, I'm, I'm yeah, I, it just feels more true to the character that we at least see throughout the film. Whereas, and again, this is colored a little bit by watching that version first. And maybe because I just there's nothing between Winona Ryder and Gabriel Byrne. There's no spark. It's just it's no. a very stuffy relationship. Weird. It doesn't work. It's way weirder than Kirsten Dunst making a comment at Christian Bale than having the Samantha Maslin version yeah. fall. Like it's weirder than that because they just yeah. don't they don't line up. And so it's just like, okay, well this is just none of this is satisfying. And then the, therefore the '94 version just kind of just ends, and it's like, okay, well that was fine. Um. One thing I'll say about both is that I do like the dynamic of the sisters uh, in the 94 version, but also I really like it, – it's almost a rat-a-tat. It's it, a lot of overlapping dialogue when the sisters are talking together. I, I love how that's kind of ramped up to mm-hmm. be a little bit more modern. Like they're not – it's not a lot of stuffy talking because I think that's what these type of movies fall into, right, this period talk. Mm-hmm. The new movie feels like they are just alive and they are talking and they are sisters and they get along and they can talk over each other and interrupt mm-hmm. each other and it's all just folding over on top of each other in a way that is um, really engaging and believable. It is. And even though we have two boys and two girls and they're very young compared to watching these girls grow up, they're, I could see that very authentic energy captured on film of having four kids which all have different personalities and even in their imagination play, even when the girls have their like their pretend newspaper like that's a thing that kids do and mm-hmm. that's a thing that kids do today but there is that like vibrant energy that i think the movie makers really really captured really well i liked it yeah so you know i'm i'm what i'm what i'm thrilled about is that we saw the new little women a little over it's been a few days and you walked out of it not in love with it i don't think you disliked it i cried it. in it yeah I but you were like, in the movie. you know, you're kind of making some negative comments. I mean, in 
principle yeah these like um period piece movies for me that like are like like Anne of Green Gables right. and like like House of Little House on the Prairie right I mean by principle I'm just like what uh, it looks and in general this is not my favorite genre period type stuff either yeah. but I I don't know I'm I feel like this is a victory for me because I was so in love with this like right from the start and then when I was after I was just like that was amazing and you're just like are you kidding me and I was I like was... it's my number one movie of the year and you're like you better not okay so I was a little resistant to liking it mm-hmm. and I did walk out not fully loving it but I am a convincible person you are sure. and there was a lot of this movie that was very memorable even like the scene where um. Amy, the youngest one, is all grown up and she's painting and Lori's around and she's considering getting married and she has her little monologue about, like, the economics of marriage. Oh, major upgrade. Super good. About how, like, how dare you tell me that, like, I can't marry for money, basically. Like, this Mm -hmm. is all about money. Anything I make as a woman, my husband owns. Yeah. All my money, my children, he owns everything. Like, I love that whole monologue. Mm -hmm. Super smart. Super good. Her character has way more depth than the all the characters do. And I, I appreciate you wanting to go and watch the 94 version so soon after seeing the new one so that, like, right when it started, you're like, ah, you're... I was like, oh my god, the new one is so much better. Yeah, it's just like the the film, like, just the the skill, the precision on screen is just such a huge uh, uh, change. So, uh, yeah, I feel like it's a victory. I feel like I I won this battle. (laughs) We, you don't have, I don't have to be a loser for you to be a winner. No, I think you're both winners because now you love this movie, just like I love this movie. I liked it. It's fine. But But you didn't love it. I mean, okay, am I going to race to go watch this movie again? Probably not. It's so good, though. It is good, but it's not like a movie that leaves me, like, excited about life. It makes me kind of sad. Yeah. I don't I don't like to leave movies feeling kind of sad. It's got such a hopeful ending. It's sad, but, is you know. Is it a hopeful ending? Yeah. It's yeah, nice. It's empowering. I, I feel like it's empowering. I feel like... And I feel like the people that really like the old version can watch this one and be like, yeah, no, that's exactly what happened and, like, be fine with the change. Like, it's not, it's not over the head, like, changed. No, it's not. It it, it gives you that ending if you really like that ending. It's still there. It wasn't like, hey, this is actually a movie about four little men. (laughs) It's not like in the... (laughs) It's not like in the... Well, I have, there's some people that don't think that this is a weird comparison, but, like, in The Descent or whatever... Like, you remember that movie where all yeah. the like, scary people are underground? Yeah. And it's like, she's get, like, not getting out and it's just in her head? No, that's in the actual movie. Oh, it is. It's such a great ending, but it, like... You're like, yeah, she escaped, and then you're like, oh, no, she's just dreaming that. This oh, movie's a little bit more subtle. Is that the actual ending, or is yeah. that the director's cut? No, I don't remember now. Movie. It's still a pretty good movie. scary, but... It's scary. I'm not related to I Little Women really at I don't know why really you're bringing that up, you just, weirdo. I don't know. It's not a... Fo- it's not like a total, like, dis- like disregard of what people like about the original ending so that's all i'm saying like it's just not a big fuck you it's not trying to make a fuck you all right tyler well before we wrap up this episode okay we need to have our little tea time with tyler and i don't think you can watch an old timey movie without having a little tea that's true because for some reason all movies that are set in this time period are british in my mind this is not british at all it's not (laughs) it's definitely not no british people where are they where are they located I don't know. <laughs> I can barely keep the name straight. Somewhere wintry. I love this movie, and I can barely keep the name straight because <laughs> I'm bad with that kind of thing. I'm good with the actors' names. That's about it. Oh, you're okay. You're... I got my water for my tea. I don't know what that accent. 
<laughs> I don't know what you're doing. All right, Tyler. So tea time with Tyler is when I fill up my tea, and I, while I'm explaining it, I try to come up with something to ask you. And so here we go. Tyler, name some great movies featuring women. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, starring a group of women. Starring a group of women. As in little women. Go. As in little women? I mean, Hustlers, recently. I think a, a very good movie that we had, we watched, Fried Green Tomatoes, is a good movie about a group of women. Uh, you know, there's a... Uh, Ghostbusters. Ghost, the female version of Ghostbusters? <laughs> You're whispering that to me. Um, you know... That's a shame. The First Wife Club. <laughs> Are you ready? On your mark. Name some movies featuring groups of men. Well, I don't know. What Watch do you mean? this. All the movies. Oh, okay. Done. Not all the movies, because a lot of those movies are also bad. So, there I you go. Say good movies. You Did said, I? You said great movies. Oh. How about just name some movies featuring groups of Well, there of should women. be more. I'm not saying that. I think a lot of them are, they tend to fall into a uh, certain type of movie, like a romance type or something of what that nature. What category do you think Little Women falls in? It's a historical drama i would say mm. it's a ro- i think the 94 version is a romance for sure is it a romantic comedy no <laughs> she not dies. a romantic comedy no it's definitely not that okay. but uh yeah i mean i'm really stoked that this new little woman is making money people are going to see it i just like all that that's gives me i know it's a technically it's a remake <laughs> and it falls in line with all the other remakes but it's not the same kind of remake that we're seeing uh with all the other things so I mean, we need yeah. more female directors. It's a little bit better than like the Jumanji remake. Well, what I'll say about this, and I don't know what's going to happen in a couple of days when the Oscar nominations come out, but it is likely, or it's possible anyway, that Greta Gerwig will not get an Oscar nomination for Best Director. She might get a screenplay nomination, which is great. And there will be outcry about that not happening. And I would say that in my, if I had to vote, she would be one of my five. Um, I think Lulu Wong for The Farewell is also very much should be in consideration for Best Director. Having said that, I th- I always feel like when this happens, when there's a big outcry of like, why are there no female directors in the category, that it's the wrong argument. The argument is not they should have nominated a woman in the category. The argument is there should just be more female directors so that there are more, more likely from. chances that this will happen rather than here's five great movies by men and here's the one by the woman. And it's like, well, hopefully the one gets in and the other four are in, and that's okay because no one's wanting to get rid of Quentin Tarantino or Martin Scorsese or Bong Joon-ho. Those people will have to get in, right? So we're just like always saving one slot. I think that's the wrong argument. The right, the right argument is you need to have more female directors and more representation of people making them. The big movies, the small movies, that way, this doesn't. It's not a conversation point. The mm-hmm. po- conversation point is that there's not enough of them in the first place. Not that they're not getting nominated. And on that note. Little Women. It's so great. She should get nominated, though. I already closed my laptop, but Roger Ebert gave this... The 94 version? Yes. Three and a half stars. Yeah, three and a half stars. Liked, liked it. it. It's, yeah. it's, it's very solid. I don't want a dog on it. It's solid. Solid for 94. And I don't think... Someone asked me on Facebook if I thought that the new one ruined the old one. And I would say, if you like the old 94 version, you're going to enjoy the new one, and it's it, they, they can still stand... Apart, even though we watched them back to back, I still enjoyed the old one. It has its place. It has its place. However, the new one is so good, I will never watch the '94 version again. I mean, I will only I, watch this. I think new that's version. why I was able to convince you that we could rent it. Fun fact: we there was that 
updated version of Little Women that came out two years ago or so. Oh, a yeah. modern take yeah, on Little even Women. Yeah, had What's-Her-Name from uh, the sh- that's who's on the show switching. Switch birth. to birth? Yeah. So I remember very distinctly a trailer for this movie. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, they're making a modern Little Women. All right, fine. And then I remember for the next year going, what the fuck happened to that movie? Like, like did that not come out? Because it seemed like it was going to be, like, it was marketed and put into theaters. Yeah. But I guess it's not very good, Clearly. for one. And two, was not made by a major studio, and therefore it was not seen by anybody, and it just disappeared. To the point where I thought I almost made this up in my brain. Because yeah. I was like, oh, well, no, Greta Gerwig's making one. Well, why was there no... No. It was, there was a trailer. There was a movie. Nobody saw it. It's not, apparently not very good. But yeah. eh, maybe not. Maybe we make our own decision. I'm going to be real honest with you. Uh-huh. Talking about this movie. Yeah. It's making me sort of want to go back and watch Anna Green Gables. I don't know if I've watched that. You definitely haven't. It is hours and hours and hours. It's hours? What do you mean? There's like a show, right? No, it's like a... I want to say it's like a mini series. Oh, speaking of again... The old one, not the re- like a remake. But then there's also a Little Women TV series recently yeah. too, right? Again, yeah. I don't feel like Who that got a lot track? of... That, I don't think that got a lot of heat either. Who can keep Anyway, there's okay. a lot of it. All right, guys, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode or you think you have a old millennial friend who would enjoy one of these episodes, please... Tell them and text them and tell them to listen. And also, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Always, you can always leave a comment or a review. And Tyler wants to say something. Oldmillennialsremember.com. Oldmillennialsremember.com. And find the podcast pretty much everywhere. Yes. If you're an old millennial and you need help, we have a page on our website that is all about how to find a podcast. But if you type in old millennial, well, if you're listening to it, you found it. I don't know why I even say that. Who cares? Because you might need to help another old millennial. Learn how to spell millennial. I feel like I got to help other people with. M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L. Two L's, two N's. I'm glad that you felt so confident saying it out loud, even though I know how to spell it, I would be nervous spelling anything longer than five letters out loud. I was a little nervous. Yeah, because it's a long word. You're just like... I can barely say it, that's let the one in, spell it. That's the part, of, like, there's very rarely the Jeopardy. They're like, they have to spell out, like, a long word. And it's like, I swear to God, it's the most stressful thing in my, really? I've ever heard in my life. Just don't ask me to spell refrigerator. I don't want... Is there a D in there? I don't know. Stop it. You're messing Is with me. Is fridge only have a D, but refrigerator doesn't have a D? I don't know. I'm a great don't speller as a typer but if i have to as a if i have to say it a lot i am a worse, terrible speller i only am good if i get to like figure it out on the page agreed yeah when when the spell check no i'm pretty good without the spell i can actually i don't really oh, like spell check you have muscle memory in your fingers your i can fingers figure it out and i know when words look wrong yes um so and does, then i can kind of figure it out does, until it looks right so yeah. does refrigerator have a d in it i don't know unless i type it out does fridge what well, yeah so fridge definitely has a D, but yeah. there's refrigerator. I, I'd have to type it to see what because looks Because I want to say it doesn't. Okay, I don't know. Now okay. I, 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 All right, go enjoy Little Women. Thanks for listening, guys, and we will talk at you another movie. Bye. Did they have refrigerators in Little Women? No. Well, maybe ice boxes. When were refrigerators invented?